Good morning, everyone. Oh, sorry for the lateness for this RBT reading. It, the internet was down this morning and um, I wouldn't have had time to reset it and start on time. So I just assumed my data would make up for it, but my data was almost gone. I had three minutes worth. So sorry about that. Uh, but here it is, Ron um, Habakkuk. We're reading six of the last 12 books of the Old Testament. Um, the minor prophets, as we refer to them. Yesterday was Nahum. Let me just tell you about Nineveh. Um, so Jonah came to Nineveh. There's two um, prophets that speak to Nineveh. Jonah was the first one to speak to Nineveh. Do you remember he went to them and said, <coughs> repent, um, because God's going to come out in judgment. Um, but he didn't want to do this because he knows uh, that when, um, when the good news is being proclaimed, um, the living God will offer grace and mercy. And the beginning of the gospel, isn't it? The good news about Jesus is that the wrath of God is being revealed. So uh, he's going to have to preach the gospel and he's not very happy with it. But he goes to Nineveh. They repent, nationwide repentance. And they turn to the living God, which is incredible. But now Nahum is 100 years on. So it is a separate time from Jonah. He comes and um, they learned before that the living God is slow to anger. But now they're going to learn that he is a jealous God. Yeah. Um, and judgment um, is proclaimed again. So that was Nahum. So there were two separate instances where Nineveh was involved. <clears throat> now we got Habakkuk. Habakkuk, slightly different book to the rest of them, I think, in that it's not so much um, aimed at, at, at uh, the nations or the church, but it's a conversation between Habakkuk and the living God. So shall I get into it? The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore the law is paralyzed, and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous, so that justice is perverted. Look at the nations and watch. This is the Lord answering now. Look at the nations and watch, and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwelling places not their own. They are feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honour. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like a vulture, swooping to devour. They all come bent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They deride kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. They build earthen ramps and capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty men whose strength is their God, whose own strength is their God. O oh Lord, <clears throat> you are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, we will not die. O oh Lord, you have appointed them to execute judgment. O rock, you have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrong. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up 
those more righteous than themselves. You have made men like fish in the sea, like creature, like sea creatures. They have no ruler. The wicked foe pulls all of them from up. For, sorry, the wicked foe pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in his net. He gathers them up in his dragnet, and so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore, he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he to keep on emptying his net, destroying nations without mercy? I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, <clears throat> Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets, so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, he is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous will live by faith. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest, because he is as greedy as the grave, and like death, is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and takes, all, takes captive all the peoples. Will not all of them taunt him with ridicule and scorn, saying, Woe to him who piles up stolen goods and makes himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? Will not your debtors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their victim, because you have plundered many nations. The peoples who are left will plunder you. For you have shed man's blood and have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his realm by unjust gain, to set his nest on high, to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many peoples, shaming your own house and forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out, and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed, and establishes a town by crime. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labour is only fuel for the fire, and nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbours, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk, so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. You will be filled with shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and be exposed. The cup from the Lord's right hand is coming round to you, and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you, and your destruction of animals will terrify you. For you have shed man's blood, and have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Of what value is an idol, since a man has carved it, or an image that teaches lies? For he who makes it trusts in his own creation. He makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, Come to life, or to lifeless stone, wake up! Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shigionoth. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Renew them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and his praise filled the earth. 
His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and, an age -old and the age-old hills collapsed. His ways are eternal. I saw the tents of Cushan in distress, the dwellings of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, O Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode on your horses and your victorious chariots? You uncovered your bow. You called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by. The deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens, at the glint of your flying arrows, at the lightning of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth, and in your anger you thrust the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear you pierced his head, with his warriors, and when his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding. You trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones, and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity, to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. For the director of music on my stringed instruments. Awesome. That's the reading of Habakkuk. So what's going to help us today from Habakkuk? Well, um, Habakkuk's great, uh, great book, isn't it? It's not so much um, him Habakkuk addressing the people, but it's him allowing the church of the time to overhear a conversation between him and the living God. So that, that's, what, that's what's quite unique about Habakkuk. He's talking to the Lord God and, and he moves here. There is a movement in this, that what we've read this morning, like it goes from him sobbing, really uh, pouring his heart out to God, to him in the chapter 3 singing. It's an unusual way to end, isn't it? For the director of music on my stringed instruments. Um, so what, what is this? What's he sobbing about? And how does he move from sobbing to the singing? Um, well, the first chapter is about him going like, what is going on with the church like? Um, the church is full of, well, it look, just looks like the nations around. And we know this, isn't it? This is written like, you know, just before Jeremiah and Daniel's time, before Jeremiah, before the, uh, the Babylonians come. But it's like, this is why exile is coming because church life is full of violence and injustice um self-centeredness and they're living exactly like the nations and that's really what he's sobbing about and the lord's like no don't worry i'm gonna do a great thing i'll i'm gonna come and i'm gonna do a great thing um and he says i'm gonna bring the babylonians so then chapter two is like what the babylonians but they're like really wicked they're like a nightmare. They're all puffed up and they're arrogant and they're worse. You know, you could pick someone better than that. But the Lord is like, no, I'm going to do this. And um, and I'm going to do, yeah, because I'm in control of all of them. Um, and we know how the whole Babylonian thing goes, don't we? We know uh, that 
um, the Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar comes and he is saved. We know that Daniel at the end of his life is wondering whether the exile has had the impact on the church it should have had, right? Uh, but then comes later the Persians and then Cyrus, uh, who is also saved, isn't it? And is used of God. So, you know, it's quite amazing to be able to look at it from that instance. But but here in Habakkuk, there's comfort for us. We can move from uh, looking at our own situation and our own life and being downcast about it to, to realizing actually you know, he is in control of of everything that happens um, and he is the one that's going to make sure that all injustice is fixed. So all the injustice that you're facing at work today, at school today, even in your family today, even maybe at the hands of church members today, um, that, that he will put all of it right um, and he will do it. And there's massive hope in this book about, um, you know, the, the whole earth being filled with his glory. Uh, there's just this, uh, no, um, yeah, use your eyes of faith. Yeah, live by faith um, in the Son of God who loves you and has died for you um, and look to the future that he will put an end to it. Um, but he will be with you. He will do amazing things in the now, uh, which is really cool, isn't it? Uh, so so yeah, that's why he ends up then singing. Um, yeah, because here is his saviour, the one who is the rock, the one who is in control, the one who will come out um, and like he did in the Exodus, uh, like he did in the Old Testament, he will come and he will put everything right. He will trample over the abyss and um, put all this wrong right again. Um, so that's that's what he gets from sobbing to singing by talking honestly to God. So talk to him today. Talk honestly about how you feel about your the situation that you find yourself in. Maybe talk honestly about how you think the church is and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and you will find that he will come. And he will talk to you and he will point out to you that he is in control of everything. That even this superpower of Babylon, isn't it? We, we know from reading Daniel just now how incredible that is. Uh, so take heart today that there is one who sits upon a throne. And he is your saviour. He is your rock. He is the one who is at work. Even though like what you see with your eyes is like, no, nah, what I see is him inactive, not doing anything. No, but he is at work and he will do amazing things for his church. Um, yeah, it's good if we learn the lessons in it that he intends us to learn. Um, but there's hope. That it's not long, is it? It's not forever. Uh, he will come and put everything right. Amazing. Have a great day today. God bless you. Ta-da.